It's the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. The Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. Today, we're catching up with Councillor Ken Clark, not only a councillor in Kumani, but owner of Twizza and Crickley Dairy, an independent councillor at the Enoch Njima local municipality. Ken, thank you for joining us. You've been in the news a lot lately. When I say you, I mean the town of Kumani, otherwise known as, as Queenstown. What are the major problems we're facing there? Okay, so Darren, um, we have a municipality that is effectively dysfunctional. Uh, they owe Eskom a billion rand, and um, they scarcely have enough cash flow to fund an inflated salary bill currently, one that's probably close to double what it should be. Um, and we have an NCR in place, which is a national cabinet representative, and uh, he was appointed as of the 1st of June to investigate exactly what the story was and to come up with a financial recovery plan which has been pre presented to council uh, or presented to the municipality but has not been approved by council at this point in time for whatever reason. So uh, we've got the standoff between the National Cabinet representative and the ruling party in council, who initially accepted the NCR and, and, and agreed to work with him to rectify issues in the municipality. But as time went on, they gradually began to frustrate his work and eventually just ignored uh, any instructions from either the NCR or the Minister of Finance. <clears throat> so this has led to a situation where um, clearly National Treasury and the Minister of Finance are irritated by this because they have a team in place that's costing money and it's not, it, it's not, it can't effectively do its work. How do I they? Think, I think that's, that's the bottom line. On top of that, and probably the fact that affects most citizens is that we have an aging infrastructure, one that I pointed out some five years ago already needed to be attended to, and it's now gotten to the point of fairly advanced collapse, if I can call it that. And we have outages all over town all the time. And uh, in 2021, we petitioned the minister, uh, the premier of the Eastern Cape, um, to please give us or you know attend to the Ebden Street substation and and allocate about 35 million rand to the upgrade of the substation and the replacing of aging cables, um, which you know distribute the power to the the various switch stations, as we call them, you know, yes. that was not done. And, and now these things are literally blowing up every second day. Is it beyond, uh, is it beyond repair, Ken? I think people would want to know because it sounds quite awful. So look, Darren, you know, I've made myself involved with this thing for the last five, six years, and I have a really good working knowledge as to what's going on there. And yes, everything is repairable. But you know, you need to you need to get the consulting engineers in place who do their work the way they know it should be done. That's what they're there for. And 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 then you've got to allocate the funds on a priority basis, you know, to what needs to be attended to. 
this is not being done. And the more I say it, the less it's being adhered to. So, you know, we kind of put a, a Band-Aid on a cancer and hope the problem goes away just for the problem to come back a week later. And and, and so it, it, it requires some pragmatic leadership and, and, and of course, funding. Um, the other problem that we have is that uh, the debt to Eskom uh, is what it is because the municipality is only collecting about 50, 50, between 45 and 55 percent of the units that are sold to the town are being sold on to other customers, which means that a lot is being stolen, to put it bluntly. There are many illegal connections. And of course, you know, when there is a lot of illegal connections, people start saying, well, if they're not paying, well, well why must I pay? Yeah. And I think the situation is, is like gotten con- completely out of control. So, you know, a, a couple of hard decisions need to be made. And of course, you know, to rectify the problem is not going to be politically uh, easy um, because you're going to make people angry because you're cutting off their free source of, of electricity. And um, so we, we, we're... Uh, I don't want the job of having to tell those people I'm switching you off now because you're not paying. And so so that's part of the political hot potato. The council doesn't want to do it because it's going to lose the vote. And they want either the Minister of Cocktail or the Minister of Finance to do it. And he says, well, why must I do it? You cause the problem. It's not my job to sort it out. It's your job. So, So now, you know, Nobody wants to hold the hot potato. Sure, Kim, but now as you attend to the substation and various other uh, logistics and infrastructural points, there's also the matter of expenditure, which I'm going to bring you back to. You mentioned it earlier on, expenditure on a priority basis, but salaries seem to be the priority number one. Well, salaries are priority number one, and the NCR said in a presentation to the ratepayers, that some people get more than 80% are paid 80% higher than they should be. Wow. So, so, so we pay about 350 million rand a year in, in salaries, uh, or let's call it employee costs and councillor costs. Um, and right now you can't, can hardly see who's doing any work because there's no money in the departments in the various votes to get work done. You know, your, your rubbish is scarcely collected. Your meters are, are not read. Clearly, if you're only collecting 55% of the revenue. Um, and so you, you, you're forking out all this money and, and nobody is doing much, you know, which is really a problem. Is there recourse available? <clears throat> well, ultimately, what should happen and has happened already is, you know, the Premier should push the council under administration and appointed administrator. Well, we've had about three of those, you know. And what happens to these guys is they get run out of town, they get death threats, and they get sidelined. And the problem is that the council appoints people in senior positions who tow the party line. In other words... I say this contract must go to so-and-so and and this must be the price and a little bit kids say Hivedorf here or there. 
then that's what happens. And, 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 you know, in that situation, nobody, there is absolutely no accountability. And there's no adherence to any constitutional um, provisions, if you like, you know. So, so the constitution is being violated at every point. The finances, the financial statements are a copy-paste exercise that are just, are, are absolutely laughable. And and I cannot believe that, you know, somebody doesn't go to jail for the kind of things that are happening in, in that field. But I think, I think the time has come, you know, um, slowly, slowly. Um, I think the NCR has, has uh, already got some cases together. And I think the time will come, but government moves exceptionally slowly. We as ratepayers and uh, the independents and the Chamber of Business have already sent a letter to the Minister of Finance saying, you know, and you know, if you haven't done something by the by the fifth, we're going to proceed to court to force you to dissolve the council. So um, that's one option. You know, another option is to possibly ring fence the um, the the revenue uh, for electricity um, so that it can't be used as the municipality's ATM because uh, that's currently what the situation is. Um, and then, you know, to try and get our rates and taxes to be more productive. And uh, we've got to work on a number of strategies there. But the problem is that the Constitution did not envisage a situation where Section 139.7 failed. And I think that's fundamentally what the problem is here. What is that section, Ken? Section 139. So, so... When a municipality um, goes into default in any way or form, there's various sections under Section 139, Section 139.357, um, and 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 some of those sections work work together. Section 139, I think it's three, is when you appoint an administrator, and Section 139.5 is when you give the administrator a couple of hands from National Treasury or appointed by senior people to assist in the turnaround of the municipality. Okay. Now, we've been under those conditions and the situation has failed. Therefore, we have gone to Section 139.7, which means that the council now uh, falls under National Treasury and the Minister of Finance. So they have the final say as to what happens. And, and at this point... That process is being frustrated by the council, um, and they're not accepting the intervention, which means the status quo persists. And in a report uh, yesterday, yesterday at the council meeting, as of December, the ESCOM debt has escalated by just under 135 million. Wow. So, so the situation is dire. You know, and the question is, you know, who is going to pick up this tab? You know, we have a billion, a billion rand outstanding. And, you know, I, I look at the situation, I say, if somebody really good gets in charge here and cuts the costs and collects all the revenue and does what is right, and you you have 125 million rand that you can spend on, on, uh, on the town, 
you know, the most of that number is going to be eaten up by interest and debt repayment. And, you know, with a situation of collapse, we probably need to spend on the electrical infrastructure somewhere like something like 300 odd million. And then roads is just a guess. I mean, I, I, I'm sure you'll spend 200 million on the roads without blinking. You know, and and just by the way, another um, circus that I managed to stop was the Figile Guadana Road, which is 6,7 kilometers in length, and they wanted to spend 115 million rand on that. You know, and they cannot understand why we're objecting to it because, I mean, that's something like 14 million rand a kilometer. Now it doesn't, you know, the N2 doesn't cost that much to build. You know, sure, so. Sure. You know, so the and we have another road of the most minor road that you can wish to think of in Top Town. Um, it is 640 meters long, and some of it could just do with a resurface. About 120 meters of it is scarcely travelled, other than by four uh, um, residents or owners of land that that use it as an access, you know, for access to their properties. Uh, other than that, it's, it's literally not used. And they want to spend 9.2 million rand for that, you know, and, and yet we haven't got 1.5 million rand to restore, you know, electricity to top down, which has been without power on and off for months now, you know. Yeah. The quality of decision making is really deplorable, to be perfectly honest. And, and you know, whatever um, assistance you try to give is ignored. So what can you do? You know, I mean, uh, I, I'm a businessman. I know how these things work. Uh, I'm very technically orientated and I try to assist wherever I can. But, you know, it gets to a point where, you know, you're just pushing water uphill. And, sure, um, sure. Ken, where, is, where does this problem go to next? Legal action or does it require national intervention? I think you'll find that it's legal action and then national intervention. I think we need to force the court to tell the minister, do what you've got to do, and then he must do it. The residents in the meantime are suffering through a lack of service delivery. Water and lights yes. are, are off most of the time. You've mentioned the potholes. Uh, generally, municipal infrastructure is not being maintained. Is it not possible that the community eventually gets behind the folk who do want to fix things rather than those who are looking for a cheap salary? Yes, Darren. I think, I think you know, if you had to look at it in the ideal world, in my view, one needs to create a lean, clean and mean st structure where the bulk of the revenue gets collected and can be prioritized towards projects, projects which there are plenty. And you need competent people, you know, in the technical fields um, to, to first of all, scope the work that needs to be done um, and then get consulting engineers to, to say exactly what that scope is so it can go to tender. And then we, you know, make sure that we get the people to do the work firstly that are efficient and properly qualified to do it and can deliver a quality product at the end of the day without having to redo it two or three times which is another problem that all these municipalities face they appoint the wrong people and the job gets half done and um and so you go you know uh, we just waste and waste and waste i think the country's gotten to the point now and I mean, this is not just a Queenstown Kamani problem. I think it's a it's a national problem that we we need to spend money on infrastructure 
as a matter of urgency. And that money spend is going to create jobs, jobs that are sorely needed in all of these communities. And, and it's going to create a circular economy within those areas, which is absolutely necessary to revitalize these ailing towns. And I believe that if, um, if sense prevails and we can work together to get things done properly, we will ultimately benefit and, and be able to turn around our municipalities. But it's not going to be a walk in the park. There's a long road ahead and it's going to take a lot of money. Well, it's still a positive note on which to conclude our chat. Thank you very much. He's an independent councillor at Inochumjima, a local municipality, owner of Twizzer and Prickly Dairies. Ken Clark, appreciate your time. You're most welcome, Darren. Thank you for the time. That was The Daily Dispatch, in discussion with Darren Mann.